Greetings to all who are part of our Home Run Club. Thank you so much for being a member and being so significant in the life of winning at home. We've moved into March, and when we move into March, that tells me the summer's coming. That's what it means to me. And part of this summer, we'll be finishing up the renovation of the new downtown campus and opening up early fall. And so we trust and pray that you will continue to hold us before the Lord as this new endeavor begins. We have a huge learning curve. Uh, We don't know a lot of what we're getting into, and yet we're doing all we can to prepare. And so we're praying for you as you partner with us that we would go and take the ways you have blessed us into this community with love and grace and care and go make a mark for Jesus Christ. Thank you for partnering with us. Last time I was with you, we talked a little bit about the fact that I was at Olivet Nazarene University. And on the campus, I shared with the student body of about 3,000 students messages on just having healthy relationships. And in part one, I talked about Ephesians 5, what God's looking for in marriage. And then as we moved into part two, I talked about uh, the fact that you can look at your life and decide for yourself, am I in a healthy or unhealthy relationship? So as you listen today... And as I share with the students, I think you'll be able to relate because these things I share apply to your life as well. And I trust you'll be able to look at your life and say, what kind of relationship am I in? Is it healthy or unhealthy? And certainly there are times we're in both categories. But overall, we want the scales to tip in the healthy relationship area. So as you listen to, again, me sharing at Olivet Nazarene, I pray this will encourage you as the students listened. I hope you will as well and just grow as the Lord would speak into your life. All I want to do today is try to speak not with wise and persuasive words, but rather with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, which is what we as communicators are called to do. And I'm praying that the Lord will connect something down in your heart in terms of having healthy relationships. So Emily's going to throw them up. And we're going to go through them. The first one is this. Healthy relationships make you feel appreciated. Unhealthy relationships make you feel taken advantage of. Now, i got to say right up front, everybody's going to have a little bit of both. You will never just have one of those things. But the key today is, okay, if these are scales and this is healthy and this is unhealthy, make sure as we go through these things, your relationships, the ones you're building, the one you're in right now, the one that you will have down the road, make sure it airs and falls harder onto the side of the healthy. I know a lady right now who is being taken advantage of. So obvious. I mean, any of you would go back to blind spots yesterday and say, can you not see it? She can see it. But she feels trapped. Yesterday, a couple of you came up and said to me, I know the relationship I'm in isn't good for me. Literally said those words. I know it isn't healthy for me, but I don't know what to do. I get it. I've been there. And I would tell you, actually, it's pretty fitting. I didn't know Matt was going to do that. But he started with that little listening time, praying by himself. I think if some of you would stop trying to figure out what to do in that scenario and go to God. God's word says his ways are higher than our ways. And he will give you the ability to find a way to turn what is unhealthy, possibly totally away from you, or help you at least figure out how to navigate through it a better way. Because this lady I'm telling you all about, she's been in this relationship, I'm guessing, for 20 years. And I'll tell you what her life looks like, hopeless. 
And you are on the front end of that right now. You got a shot at making sure you don't go into a relationship where you are just taken advantage of. And let me say this because yesterday a young lady said something to me. It was so good. So good. She said, you know, I feel like the guys that I meet on campus, that I've met here, whatever, when I first meet them, they are amazing. And then as the mask begins to come off, I see the real them. And after I've taken the mask fully off, I go, my goodness, I'm not sure I really want to be in this relationship. It's not healthy. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. It's why I encourage you to take your time. Time has a way of unmasking things. And it will keep you healthier. Some of you have been through a really tough relationship. You're still dealing with the aftermath of that. You're struggling with it even going into the next relationship. So starting up front, just be healthy. Be wise. Make good decisions. Get the mask off. And see what's really there. A second one. Emily, go. Just keep rolling. Uh, Healthy relationships, you feel understood. And unhealthy relationships, you feel terribly lonely. I speak to couples all the time. You guys know that. That's what I do. I travel around the nation, speak to couples. And I want to say it, even sitting here today. There are some of you in a relationship right now. You feel so lonely because you can't share your thoughts. You can't say, you can't even share your, about your faith in Christ to the depth you'd like to because it'll just be ridiculed or, or put down or say, oh, why do you have to be that way? Being understood, I just want to tell y'all right up front, make sure who you go into a relationship with is willing to understand the way you think. If you don't do that, what's going to happen is you're going to get into a relationship. When you're in a relationship and you feel lonely, it can be feeling the most lonely you've ever felt. Because like, man, I got somebody, they're sitting right next to me, but I don't feel understood. I've been married, like I told you yesterday, 13,000 days, and I have a couple of areas I just don't feel understood. And I'm standing here today telling you, it feels lonely. And I got to keep working through that. I got to keep pushing through that. And you guys are at a place where you can just sit and analyze yourself. Just sit back today. Take that minute. Like Matt said, just take a minute and sit and go, am I understood in this relationship? Because if you aren't and, and you, can't, you aren't listened to, your thoughts aren't encouraged to be shared, you can't get yourself out, that's not healthy. That means you're stuffing a lot. You're not made to be a stuffer. You're made to be vibrant. Jesus said, I came to give you life abundantly. He didn't say, I came to give you like stuffing. No, he came to give us abundant life. And that's what a relationship should do for you. Third thing. I want to talk about this a little bit. In a healthy relationship, you're focused on spiritual and emotional growth mostly. In an unhealthy relationship, sexual desires always take prevalence. I want to talk about this. Um, I'm going to come at it at a different angle. You guys have heard plenty of speeches. You probably, many of you grew up in a youth group where you heard a lot about sexuality, about abstaining, all those. I, I got it. You've heard the message. I'm going to come at it from a different angle and make you think about it a different way. So I meet with couples a lot. And so I'm going to project you forward five to ten years. You're in a relationship. Let's say you're married, okay? You come into my office because you're not doing well as a, as a, in this relationship. I'm going to tell you what I do with a couple who walks in. And I'm going to be very open and honest. I'm going to tell you what I really do because I would do it with you. I would challenge you to think about this from this angle. 
So this couple comes in. I'm not a professional counselor. We have 20 clinicians. Some of you are training for that. Bless you. Thank you for your work. I'm a pastor. Pastors aren't counselors. Some of them think they are. We're spiritual counselors, but we're not clinicians. Clinicians are highly trained, which many of you are becoming. Thank you for that because you helped me a lot. So this couple sits down and I'll say to them, hey, I'm not a professional counselor, but I can help you and talk to you about your spirituality. And so let's say the couple, I'll say to them first, are you both believers in Christ? And they'll usually say, yes. I want to pause here a moment. I do not assume that all of you are believers in Christ. And I got to give a shout out to Adam because he talked to me yesterday. And he said, Dan, you ought to speak to some of us because a year ago I wasn't a follower of Christ. And there are many people in that chapel who aren't following after Christ. I want to say something to you. Salvation from Christ is given to you by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died and rose again for your sins. You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to do a flip off this table. You have to believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. And you can receive his free gift of salvation. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. Jesus did it. He already paid the price. We just sang about it. And today... If you aren't in a relationship with Christ, a dude right there will talk to you about it. The professor, she'll talk to you about it. I'll talk to you about it. Because I want you to know, it makes all the difference. And I'm not saying that because I'm a preacher. It did that for me. That was like a little mini sermon. Now I'm going to go back to the point I was making. This couple comes walking in. I say, are you both followers of Christ? Yeah. And then I say, I say to the man... Because again, in Ephesians 5, as I read to you yesterday, the husband's compared to Christ, the wife, the church. The reason I say that, the husband, according to Scripture, is to lead the way in servanthood, dying to self, being willing to surrender, all that stuff. It's not easy. But we, Christ went first. Christ didn't say, church, follow after me and then I'll give my life for you. Nope, he laid down his life first and then said, come follow me. Men, in this chapel today, we are to be like Christ. So I look at the man in this relationship. And I say, hey, bro, just a couple of questions. You doing well? Yep, yep, yep. You guys aren't getting along? No. Dealing with some things, feelings of inadequacy, you feel unhealthy? Yeah. Well, let me just ask you one question. Do you ever pray with her? This is a husband, wife, been married five years. Do you ever pray with your wife? He will look at me almost 100%. No, I never have. In fact, you would want to know, statistically, the research has been done. 2% of couples who are Christian couples ever pray together. 2%. 2. It's one of the reasons I travel around the country and talk about this. We don't activate the Holy Spirit and the power of the Lord in our relationships. And some of y'all aren't either. And so I'll say to this couple who's married, do you pray together? He will say no. And I'll say to him, bro, why, why don't you pray with her? And he'll say, it's just so uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know what to say. Um, she's, she's probably more spiritual than me anyway. Most men feel the wife is more spiritual. I mean, you guys on campus here, look at the ladies and consider them more spiritual because you got a lot of thoughts in your mind. You don't know how to, you struggle with them. You say, how do you know all that? Because I'm one of you. So I'll say, you're just uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't, I'm just uncomfortable. Then I really do this next thing. I will look right at him and I'll go, well, let me ask you a question. I, I understand. I appreciate you telling me that truth. I, I appreciate that. Do you guys have sex? 
That's what I say next. I realize that, do you guys have sex together? And he'll go, yeah. And I'm like, when, when you do have a sexual relationship, are you unclothed? And the wife usually got her head down at this point, you know, and, and I look at the guy, no, I'm serious. Do you have your clothes off? He goes, yeah. And I'll say to him, is that comfortable? And he'll go, yeah. And then I'll say, okay, let me say back to you what you just said to me. The thought of praying for your wife, the thought of just asking God to bless her and help her. Ooh, the heebie-jeebies, you can't do it. But taking her clothes off and being with her naked and all that stuff, no problem at all. I said, think about what you're saying to me. What you're saying to me is her body is more important to you than her spirit. (laughs) And let me show you, you ladies and gentlemen, what God's kind of showed me because I had this out of whack too. I'm a pastor and I had this out of whack because I fell in, I call it, I just say I fell in lust with my wife. I did not fall in love with her. I fell in lust with her. First time I met her, she was like at, you know, like at Ludwig and she was getting something out of a vending machine and she was bent over the vending machine. I remember seeing her going, okay, I'm interested. I'm just being honest with you. I'm just being dead honest. I fell in love with the physical Guess what? The physical passes away. The spiritual lasts forever. Which one, young men, do you think you ought to be focused on first? When you build a relationship, build into it the spirit of the Lord, and it will be a much healthier relationship. Emily, what's the next one? I'm just going to talk. Time runs out. We got another hour and a half. Okay. Healthy brings out your gifts. Unhealthy suffocates your personality. Some of you have gifts and abilities that in the relationships you get into will not allow to blossom. Not be allowed to blossom. My mom and dad are the perfect example of this. I told you yesterday it was a healthy relationship. I watched it my whole life. My mom wanted to go on the mission field. Just, I'm not talking about live there. On a trip, on a one-week missions trip, my dad never would let her. He was a song leader of the church. He was the treasurer of the church. And he was unbiblically controlling of my mother. And she never was allowed to blossom. Me and my brother were the only two siblings. We grew up, we both became pastors. And I remember she would say to me, I prayed all my life. That God would raise my boys up to go do what, I'm, what I feel I'm called to do. And my husband would never let me do. And I believe today I partly preach the word of God. Because I, I, I was a financial director of a hospital. The Lord totally changed my career. I became a pastor, preacher. When I was 28. And I believe a big part of that is because my mother's prayers. That her life would make a difference. And the Lord used me. And, and today I want to say to some of you. If you're in a relationship where you're suffocating like you want to do some stuff, but you're afraid to even bring it up. Can you see? That's not healthy. That's not honoring of God. He created you, man. He made you. Let's go to the next one because I think it fits right in this. You feel appreciated and take advantage of, oh yeah, feel love for who you are. If you're healthy, you feel love for who you are, how God made you to be. If you're unhealthy, you just have these feelings of inadequacy. Let me show you what the Lord showed me. So I've been married, guys, a long time. Last year, last year, walking on the beach in Florida by myself, 
I felt the Lord said to me, I want you to love your wife the same way I love you, abundantly. And I'm like, Lord, I do. I've been doing that a long time, Lord. You, you know, I, I hang with you all the time. I'm, I'm constantly working it, trying to be good at this. No, Dan, there's a couple of areas you don't. And this is, I'm walking on the beach. There's seagulls, all that stuff, normal walk on the beach. I saw all of a sudden, in my mind, two red cones. There were no real cones on the beach, but I saw them. I stopped walking on the beach, and I could just see these two red cones sitting right here, sitting right here. Just two red cones. They popped up on the beach right in front of me, and they just sitting there. And I was like, what's that? And I felt like the Lord's Spirit said this to me. Dan, when I made your wife, Jane, I created her. I put her, I put, this is her, this is the way I made her. And you spend a lot of your life, you have spent a lot of your life trying to change her. Saying things like, well, you know, if you would just be a little more this way, then I could really love you. If you would just do this for me, then I really could love you. And if you would, this little one area of your life, if you would just tweak that a little bit, then I could love you. Are some of y'all in a relationship right now where people are doing this to you? It's not healthy. And I was doing it to my wife. And the Lord just kind of, seriously, this is what came to my mind. Get your hand off her cones. That's what I felt like the Lord said. Get your hand off her cones. Just don't touch her cones. This is how I made her. Love her for who she is. Do y'all realize that God loves you for just who you are? Now, we all got things he needs. There's some things in my life that need to be recapitulated and moved over. Yeah, absolutely. And things in my wife that needs to be worked on, etc. But why don't I let her do that? Why don't I let her talk to the Lord about that? Why don't I stop trying to change her? Some of you are in a relationship right now and you go, oh, I know this is the way it is, but once I really get with them, I'll move these cones around. It'll be easy. No deal. When you're dating and differences come out, you say things like, man, I just, you're so different than me in that area. I love that about you. And then you get married and you're like, man, we're so different. It just changes. And today I want you to understand, if you're dating someone, first of all, start with, wow, God made this person this way. We don't agree on everything, and that's okay. And maybe some of that is going to shape me and change me. Maybe my cones are going to get moved by the way those cones just sit. What if God wanted to use the relationship you're in to grow you, not for you to change them. Next thing, and we'll just throw it up. In a healthy relationship, you have a soft heart and you're teachable. In an unhealthy relationship, you get really defensive and you build walls. So, so, like, <laughs> so like when you're out and you're hanging out together and the person you enjoy being with, you're dating, whatever your relationship is. I realize a few of you are married, so you're in that spot. And, and you're just about, hey, can I just talk to you about something? Your boyfriend says, hey, can I just mention something to you? Is your first thing, build a wall. This isn't going to be good. In a healthy relationship, you can share stuff with each other. We called them yesterday, blind spots. It was interesting. Almost all of you talked to me yesterday that said something about the blind spots thing. Because we can all work on it. And I just asked, so far, so far, as you've looked at all the things that came up on the screen, how are you doing? 
You're feeling like you're in a healthy relationship? Does, does the scale fall to the side of, this is healthy for me. I got some tweaks to make, but this is healthy for me. You get to, this is not about me coming and shoving something down your throat. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't do that. I used to preach more. This is the way you ought to do it. Now, I've, I think because of what I went through with my daughter, I've just been humbled. I'm a nobody, man. But I think the Lord's given me some thoughts here that connect with your life. And I'm hoping when you hit those green exit signs, you don't just blow it off. You'll hear a hundred chapels this year. I, I, you want to remember my name? That's all good. Remember the name of Christ. Remember the cones. Remember things, the green water, and just contemplate that stuff in your relationships. Is there one more, Emily? Do you feel alive in your relationships? Or do you feel stuck? There's a better way. Here's a little image I hope you never forget. Both these things, you can drink water out of them. You throw that up, Emily, the little Yeti and the... But which one best reflects you? Do you feel like a water bottle that's just been squeezed and shoved? Oh, yeah. I I can still pour water. Mm -hmm. I can be drunk out of it. But the Yeti reflects excellence. You can put something in there and it'll stay cool all day. I want you to have a relationship that's cool all day. Not just twisted and warped poured out hurt when I started I said I want to honor God and I want you to be healthier Lord I I hold these students before you right now they live in the real world they have all kind of stuff coming at them And I think you've spoken to some of their hearts and made them contemplate, where am I headed? I pray for healthiness among them. Thank you for the two seniors yesterday who said to me, there's a lot of stuff going on on this campus that needs to be challenged. Thank you for those two men. Bless them and bless the student body. May we be a group of people who look different than the world because of the way we live. Let somebody in here grow from what we've done. And Lord, I pray your name will have been honored in these two days. In Christ's name, we all said, amen. As I wrapped up with the students there at Olivet Nazarene, I prayed the Lord would use those thoughts to minister to the students and the student body. And I pray the same thing for you, that somehow today, as I shared, God spoke into your life about how to be healthier and holier and more like him in your relationships. Thank you for being a partner with us. We see you on many occasions, and I just want to highlight for you again to pray for us as we move downtown. I shared that at the beginning. We also have our annual golf outing coming up. We do it every year, the Big Divot Open. Love again for those of you who are a part of it to come and be a part of it again this year. It's our thank you to those who are partners with us, come and be a big part of the day. And it's just good to get to hang out with you and to see your faces. So please sign up for the Big Divot if you enjoy golfing. Let me also just say, on behalf of all of us at Winning at Home, we appreciate your love and support 
and have appreciated it over the years. May God continue to bless you and your family. On behalf of everybody here at Winning at Home, thank you for being a part of the Home Run Club.